Hey, welcome back to Bible Reading and Coffee Drinking. We are in episode 5 of our six-part series on the beginning and the end of the Bible. We read the first three chapters of Genesis. Now we're reading the last three chapters of Revelation. And today, we're in Revelation 21. We're going to see what happens after that final judgment. We're going to learn about a new heaven and a new earth. It's exciting. It's kind of strange. Let's read it. It's cool. Revelation 21 today. Let's go. All right, thanks for uh, joining me here on a brand new episode uh, of Bible Reading and Coffee Drinking. Maybe you're live with me here on Instagram, which is great. I enjoy and seeing everybody that joins me live. Maybe you're listening to it on the podcast. Maybe you're watching it uh, later on on YouTube. Uh, if you join me live, I do this Mondays and Fridays. It takes me a couple of hours. So the uh, podcast and the YouTube usually gets around midday uh, central time, my time. Uh, right around that same day, Mondays and Fridays. So today we're continuing, uh, as I mentioned, the, the the series of the beginning and the end of the Bible. We read the first three chapters of the Bible, Genesis 1, 2, and 3. We learned all about the creation, all about Adam and Eve, all about the beginning of time. Okay, And then we fast-tracked to Revelation 20 uh, on uh, last week. And Revelation 20 was about what happens right after the Battle of Armageddon. So after Jesus comes back, there's this huge battle. The devil is thrown into the bottomless pit, and he reigns for a thousand years. And we talked through that a little bit <clears throat> last episode, so check it out if you missed it. So now, now just to catch you guys up, the devil's been thrown uh, into the fire pit, the fires of hell, basically. Uh, him and uh, his uh, you know, kind of false prophet and and all his people. And now what has happened is us who are redeemed, us who are saved by Jesus Christ, us who have accepted Jesus Christ, and even the people who did not take the mark of the beast during the tribulation time, those seven years, right? And we talked about it last time, so go back and listen or watch. Uh, those are now, they did not get to live through that thousand-year reign, but now they are back. And now God is going to set up a new heaven, and a new earth. So everything that we know here is a fallen world, okay? And let's be honest here. Uh, it's a fallen world, and what's going to happen is God's going to set up a new world, and a new earth, and a new heaven. <clears throat> so everything we know here is going to be gone. So let's read about it. Uh, let's dive in. I'm have a sip of coffee real quick. Let's uh, get into this. The New Jerusalem, as it's called. Uh, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the old heaven and the old earth had disappeared, and the sea was also gone, which is interesting to me. The sea was also gone. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down uh, from God out of the heaven like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. Verse 3, I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, Look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them, and they will be with his people. God himself will be with them. All right, so let's stop on verse 3 there. So here is what eternity looks like, okay? I know a lot of us uh, are, are striving to get to heaven, but heaven isn't the final destination, right? It, it can be for a long amount of time, but eventually what happens as we're reading is God comes down 
and lives amongst the people. He creates a new heaven and a new earth. So now we are not separated from God. We are not here on earth and he's in heaven, and we have the separation that has broken us. We're back in the Garden of Eden time, so to speak, to where God walked amongst Adam and Eve, and they had a personal, uh, realistic, real-life experience and a relationship with him. We have a relationship with him, but he we are still distant from him, right? We can't be physically together. So now in this new heaven and this new earth, we are with God for eternity. What will happen when we have God with us all for eternity is verse 4. This is what will happen. Uh, he will wipe away every tear from our eyes. There will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. That is the most hopeful verse uh, one of the most hopeful verses of the entire Bible is one day we will be with God and there will be no more death, okay? There will be no more sorrow, no more pain, no more crying. They will be gone forever, which is a very hopeful message because right now uh, that's not the case. That is for sure. All right, here comes uh, verse 5. And the one sitting on the throne said, look, I am making everything new. And then he said to me, "Write this down, for I will tell you, you I, I tell you is I ooh, excuse me for what I tell you is trustworthy and true." Okay, so he asked us to write it down, which is interesting. So I guess we have a pen and pad, which is fine. <laughs> write this down for what I tell you is trustworthy and true. Verse six, and he also said, "It is finished. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To all who are thirsty, I will give." freely from the springs of the water of life. All who are victorious will inherit all these blessings, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. So a couple things. If you read about the death of Jesus, it is finished. There's a lot of parallels inside of this uh, inside of this book. So if he repeats, just as Jesus, he repeats that he is finished, that it's he's the Alpha and the Omega, I love this part. To all who are thirsty, I will give freely from the springs of the water of life. Goes back to the woman at the well, where he, and, she, and he said, follow me, and you'll never be thirsty again. Follow me, and I give you the water of life. Verse 8, But cowards, unbelievers, the corrupt, murderers, the immoral, and those who practice witchcraft, idol worshipers, and all liars— their fate is in the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. Okay, so <clears throat> he's once again re-emphasizing that, hey, if you believe in me at the end of all of this, I will be with you, you will live with God, and you will never go thirsty spiritually again. Okay? But to all these people that don't believe in me, cowards, I love how he starts with cowards, because in reality, the second one is unbelievers. So he's almost saying that if you don't have the courage to believe in me, then you will be corrupt. Because read the way the words say it, at least in my translation, but cowards, unbelievers, comma, the corrupt. So he starts off with cowards and unbelievers, right? So cowards and unbelievers, and who are those people include? The corrupt, the murderers, the immoral, those who practice witchcraft, idol worshipers, all liars, their fate is sealed in the fiery lake. So if you reject Christ, if you're so cowardly that you reject 
Christ, if you don't have the courage to have faith, then you will spend eternity in terrible circumstances. <laughs> and that's the second death. Okay, which is your second death? Physically speaking. Verse 9. Uh, then one of the seven angels who held uh, the seven bowls containing the seven last plagues came and said to him, Come with me, I will show you the bride the wife of the Lamb, that is talking about the body of Christ, that is us. We are the bride, and uh, we are the wife of the Lamb, which is Jesus Christ. So, he took me in the Spirit to a great holy mountain. All right, he's talking, he took me, he's talking about John himself, okay? So, he came, this angel came to John, who had this vision, and said, come with me, I'll show you the body of Christ. Come with me. So, he took me in the Spirit to a great high mountain, and he showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, Descending out of heaven from God, it shone with the glory of God and sparkled like a precious stone, like jasper, as clear as crystal. Verse 12, the city wall was broad and high, and twelve gates guarded by twelve angels, and the names of the twelve tribes of Israel were written on the gates. There were three gates on each side, east, west, east, north, south, and west. The wall in the city had twelve foundation stones, and they were written in the names of the twelve apostles. Of the Lamb, so he's going back and showing this new, this new earth, which is this new city of God, right? Uh, he's calling it the New Jerusalem, right? And it's going to be protected by the twelve tribes, which represent the twelve apostles. Okay, verse fifteen. The angel who talked to me held uh, held in his hand a gold measuring stick to measure the city, its gates, and its walls. When he measured it, he found it was square, as a as wide as it is long. In fact, its length and and height and width. Each were 1,400 miles. So interesting, the numbers in the Bible, 1,400. Then he measured the walls and found them to be 216 feet thick, according to the human standard used by the angel. Verse 18, the wall was made of jasper and the city was pure gold, as clear as glass. This is where they come up with the city of gold, if it makes sense. A lot of times you talk about walking on the streets of gold in heaven. In reality, the reference actually is the new earth. Uh, after Jesus comes back, that makes sense. Okay. Uh, the wall was it was built foundation stones inlaid with twelve precious stones. Uh, the first was jasper, the second sapphire, the third a gate, and the fourth emerald, the fifth onyx, the sixth carnelian, the seventh uh, chrysolite, the eighth beryl, beryl, beryl. Yeah, I think so. The ninth topaz, and the twelfth chrysoprase, the eleventh jacinth, and the twelfth amethyst. Amethyst. All right. The twelve gates were made of pearls. Each gate from a single pearl. I'm going to come back and talk about all this in a minute. And the main street was gold, uh, pure gold, as clear as glass, the street of gold. Get it? Uh, I saw no temple in the city. The Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. And the city has no need of sun or moon. For the glory of God illuminates the city, and the Lamb is its light. The nations will walk in its light, and the kings of the world will enter the city in all of their glory. Its gates will never be closed at the end of the day, because there is no night there. And all the nations will bring their glory and honor into the city. Nothing evil will be allowed to enter, nor anyone who practices shameful idolatry and dishonesty, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's King or Lamb's Book of Life. Okay, let's unpack that a little bit. That's a lot, and I read a lot at one time, because I wanted to describe what this new uh, city of God is going to look like. So a lot of times people take this 
um, chapter in this uh, of 21 and think that that's describing what heaven's going to look like. This is not. He's talking about what happens after Jesus comes back. He establishes, kicks out, you know, the devil and all the unbelievers, and now we have a new Garden of Eden, so to speak. That is the entire world, not just what the garden was. Okay, and this is the new kind of utopian life that we will live. Okay, after all of the Armageddons and all the revelation and all the tribulation and all that stuff happens, will be settled in to this new earth, right? Which is the way we would picture heaven: streets of gold. There's a big wall around it to protect us from, you know, the devil and all the unbelievers that are still out there in the in the lake of fire, uh, to protect us from that. Uh, so this is what it looks like. There's no temples. There's no sun. There's no moon. There's no ocean, which is slightly disappointing because I love the beach and I love the ocean. But God knows best. I'll follow him wherever he wherever he wants me to go. That is for sure. Uh, so this is what it's going to look like once. God reigns, and Jesus reigns on this earth for eternity. These things have to come to pass before we get to inherit this new earth, uh, so to speak. This uh, basically heaven on earth, uh, right? And there's a lot of phrases that you hear, the streets are goals, heaven on earth. There's all these things that we hear about all the time that in reality are, uh, are descriptions of the new earth that God will build for us. Um, and, and so it's all going to be beautiful. It's going to be made of all these jewels, streets of gold, protected by a wall. We won't have to, we won't have uh, all the murderers and immoral people around us anymore. Uh, we will be blessed. Uh, there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. It is a perfect um, vision of what life will be like when we get to be with God all the time. That's the key here, okay? That's the key here. The key here is this is what it looks like to live with God. This is what it looks like to have Jesus in our life permanently, okay? Right now, we are still separated. That's why we have to have the Holy Spirit. That's why we have to have the Holy Spirit inside of us. Uh, but as it talks about here, the glory of glory of God will illuminate the new earth, right? And Jesus is its light. Think about what that's going to be like physically. We'll have a new heavenly body, a new, you know, <clears throat> perfect body with no you know, disease or, or pain, as it talks about. And this is what we have to look forward to. So you should be hopeful that what we're dealing with right now, right? We have wars, uh, we have terrible atrocities going on. We have fighting amongst ourselves. We hate each other. I, I can even read on some of the comments today of people kind of bickering back and forth. And we have this, um, the free will to uh, speak our minds and to have opinions and to do what we want to do. But with that comes terrible things. We say bad things. We do bad things. And, and uh, um, when I'm saying we, I include myself in here. I include Christians in here. I include believers in here. Obviously not as bad as non-believers, but we are not without sin, if that makes sense. All right. All right, that's great. Revelation 21. On Friday, we'll dive into Revelation 22, which is the very end of the Bible, uh, which is going to talk about uh, kind of wrapping it up in that conversation that John has uh, at the end before he writes this chapter. All right.
Great. Thanks, uh, thanks for sticking with me through this uh, series here. Uh, we'll wrap it up on Friday. Very exciting. And then we'll do some new stuff. We'll do some new stuff. All right. Um, if you haven't asked a question on the bottom, make sure you ask a question. I'll answer a few here while we have a few minutes. And then uh, we'll, uh, we'll get about a week. we got lots of stuff planned for this week. <clears throat> it's cold, as I mentioned, where I'm located now. It's going to be warmer later in the week. But I've got a lot of work to do. We've got a lot of stuff to do. This is a busy time of year. Or if we're kind of getting into the holidays with uh, with Halloween. I know we can have that debate, but Thanksgiving's coming up at least uh, you know here in the states, and then we have Christmas coming up in less than two months. Can you believe that? It's going to be here before we know it. Uh, we'll be seeing Christmas lights on houses in the next couple of weeks, and it's pretty exciting. Uh, I love this time of year. <clears throat> I love the cooler weather. I love the holidays. I love christmas okay uh and that is uh i know i catch grief for that every year because some people don't celebrate christmas i don't know how you you don't want to celebrate the birth of our savior but teaches them but i do <laughs> and i love it all right let's answer a few questions here let's see what we got here all right once again no questions yet it says but yet it has a huge number on the questions so ask your questions in the comments because instagram is not going to cooperate. All right. Uh, the first one I see here is the, uh, Jesus revolution worth watching. Absolutely. I uh, love that movie. Greg Laurie is a great pastor. I like him a lot. Uh, and, uh, the, uh, the movie is very interesting. Uh, it's fun. Uh, you can probably even show it to your, uh, non-believer friends if uh, they haven't seen it. It's a good movie. A lot of times Christian movies, not to knock on them, kind of can be a little bit on the uh, cheese ball factor side, but, uh, you know, Jesus revolution is a fantastic movie. Uh, I liked it a lot. Um, great uh, kind of insight to the, you know, the beginnings of Greg Laurie's uh, ministry there. Uh, but it was interesting, kind of looking back at uh, you know the '70s and, and the the time there. It's it's a really good movie, so definitely worth it. I think it's on Netflix. Uh, uh, I think it's on Netflix. But so check it out. Uh, <clears throat> all right, uh, in Revelation Revelation twenty one twenty two is a lamb referenced humans. The lamb is Jesus. <clears throat> Uh, the Lamb of God is Jesus Christ. So everywhere you hear and get reference, I'm sorry, in, in the Bible uh, with the Lamb, especially when it's capitalized, that is Jesus. It's referencing, referencing Jesus. Uh, that is why he is called the sacrificial Lamb. That is why, if you read in the Old Testament, they're sacrificing lambs. Uh, and what they really are doing is foreshadowing the sacrifice that the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, does for us later on. Okay, so he is the lamb, uh, and that is what it's referencing here in Revelation as well. All right, uh, what else you got? Uh, throw some questions in the comments, because it does not look like uh, Instagram is going to work yet. I don't know. They don't like me sometimes. Uh, I don't know why, but that's okay. Research it before, same as the show with Chosen. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would say whether it's um, Jesus Revolution or whether it's The Chosen, great entertainment, faith-based entertainment. I uh, love The Chosen as well. But um, you can research it, but watch it. <clears throat> watch it as entertainment. That's the way it looks. That's the way I look at it. Uh, it is good entertainment. Uh, you know, The Chosen isn't uh, exactly word for word of the Bible. It does pick and choose. It does uh, obviously dramatize some of the things. It's fine. Take it for what it is. It's good entertainment, and it's faith-based entertainment, which is nice. All right, one more, a uh, couple more questions here. Let's see what else we got here. That's a good question. Is the new he is the new earth in Jerusalem all new lives be born? Will new lives be born? Marissa, you know, that is a great question. I don't know the answer to that. I'm just going to be honest with you. Uh, I don't think it ever references uh, in the Bible that I know of. 
I'm thinking, that's why I'm pausing, that I know of, uh, you know, new children being born uh, in, uh, in heaven or in this new earth. Uh, I, I don't know the answer to that. Um, just being honest with you, I don't think it references, to be honest with you. So I don't know. I know there's not going to be marriage. Uh, Jesus references in Matthew, I believe, talking about how, uh, you know, we won't be married, because in reality, we are now the bride uh, of Christ. The the body of Christ is referenced as the bride of Christ. So we are, uh, our relationship, our most important relationship, our only relationship that matters, uh, especially when we get to uh, heaven or in this after uh, earth, will be with Jesus. So I can't imagine we'll have new uh, babies born, uh, to be honest with you, um, but um, in heaven or in this new earth. But we will see. God can do whatever he wants to do, but it's not, uh, it's not stated as such. All right. Uh, we have fossils, but where are dinosaurs in the Bible? They are referenced many, many times. Uh, Leviathan, Behemoth, uh, go through. Maybe I'll do a podcast episode on dinosaurs. Um, that would be an interesting one. Uh, but yes, they are referenced. Uh, dragons. I don't know how many times the word dragon is referenced in the Bible, but it's a lot. Um, that's why you see, um, you know, a lot of references of dragons. What are dragons? They're just dinosaurs. The word dinosaur wasn't even made up until a few hundred years ago. So uh, they are, uh, and uh, they are referenced in the Bible uh, several times. To be honest with you, uh, so that is an off-topic question, but a good one. That's a good one. All right, one more question, and then we'll get about our week. Have a sip of coffee, and I'll, I'll dig through one. All right. Are adults responsible for other adults' salvation or just children? Karina, that's a great question. Uh, I would say um, this. Um, I wouldn't say we're responsible for other adults or children's salvation, to be that matter. Um, I think everybody's responsibility is, uh, for their salvation is their own. Jesus offers salvation to each one of us individually, adults and children alike, and uh, we need to accept that gift from him. That is the salvation you're referencing. I can't force you to be saved by Jesus. I can't give you salvation as an adult to an adult. I can't give salvation to a child. Uh, That is for sure. Um, but uh, I can give you guidance. I can give you the path. I can give you the way uh, and, and tell you about it so you're so you know uh, that is what the responsibility of ours lies. It's entirely up to Jesus, though, okay? So make no mistake about it. Uh, I can't provide, I can't give you salvation. You have to accept Jesus yourself. You have to accept him yourself. You have to accept that free gift of salvation that he provides to you. I can read the Bible to you. I can give you good posts. Uh, hopefully they're good. Uh, post on Instagram and, and other places that we do. Uh, I can post videos uh, on the different platforms. I can send out emails uh, uh, to my uh, subscribers. I can do everything I can, uh, what God asked me to do and what God puts on my heart to share with you. But ultimately the responsibility is yours. That is just the truth. So that is the truth. So great question, but you've got to accept it on your own. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see one more question and we'll go about our Monday. I can't believe it's Monday early. 
Uh, will there be forgiveness after the rapture? Yeah, actually, go uh, uh, go uh, listen to the previous episode. Uh, we don't talk about the rapture because there's a lot of debate on whether it's pre, post, or mid, or post-tribulation. Uh, but the answer is, will there be uh, a chance to accept Christ uh, during the tribulations is what you're really asking. And the answer is yes. Uh, and we went into that uh, last episode. So check it out. Uh, just go back and watch it on YouTube or listen to it on the podcast. All right, let's have a quick prayer uh, for understanding for uh, for this this kind of vision of John that he gave us on what we need. Uh, we need this on shirts. Love it. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. All right, let's have a quick prayer. Let's go on down the road. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you very, very much for bringing us the good word today. Uh, John's vision, uh, what he experienced so long ago, is still ingrained in our hearts as giving us hope uh, for what is to come, Lord. This world that we live in right now is just a mess, and, and we need help getting through it. But when we read Revelation 21, Lord, and we see what you're what you have planned for us, that brings us hope, Lord. We're thankful for that hope. We're thankful for the opportunity to live with you for eternity, with you, not just in heaven and earth, but like not separated anymore, Lord. It's such a blessing that we don't even know how it's going to feel, but we know that we believe in you, and we know that we believe in what you tell us, and we know that we believe in what you have planned for us, Lord, and we are so very thankful. Please be with this earth, be with the people in the Middle East and Israel, be with the people in all over the planet that are being persecuted and hurt and in wars and in pain. Be with other countries that don't have the ability to worship Jesus Christ the way we do in my country, openly and honestly. Be with everybody across this planet as we long for a day that we can live with what you described in Revelation 21 for us, Lord. We know we'll get there one day, but it's not an easy path. But we have faith in you, and we have faith knowing that one day everything's going to be perfect. We love you so much, and we trust you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, guys, have a great weekend. Uh, we'll do uh, we'll do Friday, we'll do Revelation 22, and we're done with this series, which is a lot of fun. Uh, so hopefully you guys have enjoyed it so much. Uh, until next time, keep Jesus on your heart. And forever on your mind. Love you guys. God bless.